0: Scott with sjwellfire.com. Final days report, November 17th. Calling on this podcast, four reasons why the elite have a war on meat. Four reasons why the elite have a war on meat. Ultimately, it's part of their pure enslavement playbook. And I know I've mentioned this a hundred times. I'm a firm believer And tell them, tell them what you told them, tell them again. But the whole climate change is a scam conceived by the Club of Rome in 1968. Let's read. And searching for a new enemy to unite us, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and like would fit the bill, all these dangers are caused by human intervention, and it is only through change attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome, the real enemy then is humanity itself. This is a satanic doctrine, the real enemy is God's creation. You know, humans are ugly. So whenever they say there's a war on carbon, my friends, there's a war on you, you're made of carbon. And watch that podcast that we did, COP26, where these mega corporations have a, I guess a treasure trove of $130 trillion to capitalize businesses that they want that are green, to overtax you, to build policy with insurance companies. I mean, it's just gonna be an ultimate nightmare. And I thought this was an interesting article. If you're watching, take a snapshot of this from rarefoundation.com. Beware of Biden's Build Back Better Socialism bill is really a great reset that's going to ensnare and enslave you. You know, It just reminds me where people are like, capitalism is evil. Today, we don't even live in capitalism. It's, I'd call it more fascism, where only the elite corporations win and they're subsidized. It's not capitalism. You know, capitalism, everybody gets the same advantages. They have the same playing field and you get the best price as possible. And so we're living just in a nefarious time where some of the big mega corporations are are really running it all with government. So why the war on methane though? So we just proved out this whole global warming thing's a scam and it's meant to enslave you in a war on humans. Go to the Ice Age farmer. There's a mini-age Mini ice age coming about, you know, through cycles. That's why they had to get rid of global warming to climate change. The climate always changes. And in the end, I do agree with them that the earth is going to burn, but it's going to burn as the Bible talks about, right? I think that could be the planet X system that's coming in. You take a look at what they're doing with methane. So one dairy cow produces 110 kilograms of methane, two beef cows, the same equivalent, 14 sheep, 22 goats, and 74 pigs. So this is a this is a war on livestock. We're going to get into the four reasons shortly. So stay tuned. But Biden unveils a pledge to slash global methane emissions by 30%. You'll eat nothing and like it, but they're going to eat it. They're going to fly in their big corporate jets. I mean, and granted, we know Biden is not in charge of anything. I thought it was kind of funny where the uh, media tried to cover for him when he walked up to the reporters and he said, My butt is wiped. And They said he didn't say that, but you can hear reporter clearly laughing at his comment. I mean, I kind of, I know the guy's wicked, but I feel for him. This is a multinational plan. This is not just about the US. This plan that they're trying to build is an alliance of 90 countries. So I think what they're over 220 countries. So this is just a satanic agenda to enslave you. I mean, we're talking Hunger Games, right? So the four reasons why There's a war on meat. The first one is there's a mega nutrition play. And I I mostly focused on beef, but let's get into it. And so I thought this was an interesting graphic for those of you that are watching from Dr. Axe, grass-fed beef, nutritional benefits. So so grass-fed is clearly better. Potential, it fights cancer, reduces heart disease risk, more likely to be free of hormones and antibodies, better for the environment. So research now shows that traditional grass-fed beef production actually benefits the environment by decreasing greenhouse gas emissions, increasing biodiversity of pasture ecosystems, and improving quality of runoff water. We'll, We'll go a little bit deeper into that. But meat is packed full of nutrients like iron and zinc, right? Zinc is fighting COVID-19 as bioweapons. Selenium is amazing. Magnesium is amazing. Vitamin A, D, B12 and fatty acids. These vitamins promote good vision, stronger teeth and bones, support the central nervous systems, promote overall mental health. After reading this, I went and had a hamburger. I was like, I I haven't had a hamburger in forever. Although plants may also contain the same amount of nutrients, they're, they're much lower in quantity. So this is a density play, right? And often in a form that humans can't always use. For example, red meat is rich in iron and hemoglobin, which is better absorbed in the body and absorbed in iron than opposed to iron found in beans and leafy greens, which can also prevent anemia. Meats contain all essential amino acids and ranks as a top source of protein while controlling blood sugar and improving cardiovascular function. Beef provides energy. And it just goes on to talk about testosterone. And so you think about the feminization of males. I mean, good night. They don't want men to be men. There's a war and attack on how God made us. And, you know, I have a pretty amazing family member who's super smart, mensa smart, you know, that, that, that strong-willed personality, and she looked at me one day, and she, and she was basically said to me, "She's like, you know, I just love it sometimes when my husband takes control of the situation, makes a decision. So even even her, who I'd say is just a, you know, just a strong-willed person, wants her husband to be the leader of the family. That's how we we're, we're, we're made. That's how God made us. It just makes us manly. It makes us strong. <laughs> I mean, and this reminds me, I was flying. Uh, years ago and I was sitting next to this lady from Asia. She was a scientist actually involved in the vaccine industry. This is before all this COVID nonsense, but she went on to tell me about beef on how in Asia, they don't get much beef and protein. And she said the reason why Western nations are taller, bigger and stronger is because they have protein and beef in their diets. I thought that was fascinating. Manly attributes, and I'm not saying people from Asia aren't manly, but it was just, she associated it with being taller, bigger, and stronger. And then the last one I have from a nutritional standpoint of beef is brain power. Protects against depression, good for memory, helps with the brain nervous system, helps with uh, neurological disorders found in red meat, may play a role in preventing Alzheimer's and dementia. I mean, so it's pretty wild. Let's read. Peer-reviewed evidence published in PLOS Plus, I guess, one explains that the excess of diet rich in animal protein high in B vitamins suggests that women can wean their offspring sooner and have more children. That's interesting. Meat is rich in iron and is crucial for the development and growth of the brain while in the womb. So this is for the women. Meat also has played a vital role in brain development while research shows the brain had grown with a meat-based diet historically with human evolution pretty wild. (laughs) I remember there was a a news story about that, how they actually thought civilizations that started eating meat, I don't know how they proved this out, you know, became more sophisticated three, 4,000 years ago. So the word evolution, obviously, I don't believe in evolution as they teach us in the history books, but so nutrition is the first one. The second one, second reason why the elite wanted to take away our beef is there's wealth in livestock. So Job 1.3, his substance also was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 sheasses and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the men of the east, right? So the story of Job, God took it all away from him and then he multiplied it in the end for his faithfulness. We're all going to be tried in these times, my friend. Genesis 13.2, Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold. It's just interesting, silver and gold, what we think of money, livestock is there as well. You think about the story of Jacob for homework. He was blessed tremendously. He had to actually go through some hard labor, but he was blessed with multiple uh, livestock as well. And then Deuteronomy 7, I thought this was interesting. One of my favorite chapters in the Bible about blessing and curses. Blessings will not allow cattle to be barren and beasts of the field increase. So that's a blessing. You know, and God put animals for our benefit, Genesis 126. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. But that doesn't mean we just go and do what Dr. Fauci did and just do heinous acts under the guise of research. Let's read Proverbs 12:10. A righteous man regardeth the life of the beast, but the tender mercies of the wicked are cruel. You know, was diving deep into that. You're going to treat your animals res- with respect. And that story I dove into a little bit with Fauci funding that beagle research, some of these dogs died, were bitten to death with parasites before being euthanized and just sickening. Do some research on that. And, and ultimately what they're gonna be doing is gene manipulation to the animals and God's gonna destroy those that destroy his creation ultimately. But at the end of the day, right? These animals are put here for our benefit. You know, I'll prove this out later, stick with it. The dung regenerates the soil. So what's amazing with cattle and livestock and buffalo, Right. They they would graze in their in their flocks and their herds and they would try to run from predators. Right. And they'd be in masses and they would do their business and then they'd leave. And then that business would actually regenerate the soil. And so now what they found is rotational grazing, where you put the livestock in a concentrated grid and then you move that grid after a set amount of days and they defecate urinate, you know, onto that field, it actually regenerates the soil. It's in the, in the, and there's competitive eating, so the cows get bigger faster. So implementing rotation grazing practices improves forage productivity. Plants are often, often show an improvement, not only in the growth the rate of regrowth. Improvement soils have been seen by rotation grazing. Direct impact forage growth. These benefits are realized through reduced erosion, decreased soil compaction, and improve manure distribution, it mimics God's design with this herd movement. And then again, we talked about grass-fed, it's better nutrition, no value. And if you believe this carbon dioxide nonsense, right, because you breathe carbon dioxide again, it's a war on you, my friend. In November, a group of eight scientists published a comprehensive peer-reviewed life cycle analysis and research done by white oak pastures. The findings confirm multi-species pastures rotations sequester enough carbon in the soil to create greenhouse gas footprint that is 66% lower than conventional commodity production of beef. So it's better for the land. More animals and species live. There's just diversity of life. (laughs) I mean, and they're going after dung animal dung. They're they're making it wicked. So the third reason why the elite want to destroy beef. So first was nutrition. Second, there's wealth. And the third, this kind of fits in to wealth, but it's, it's independence. It's freedom. It sustains life. And I follow this YouTuber where this guy is homeless. I think he calls himself the gorilla shepherd. I wrote the word agog. I think that means dive deeper into the topic research. He's an interesting gentleman. He has a bunch of sheep. He gets 50% of his calories from sheep. And what he does is he goes to different you know, fields and pastures, pulling this cart that he sleeps in, lives in with one of the, with a sheep, I guess, or multiple sheep. And he just gorilla grazes. He's a gorilla shepherd. He he loves the lifestyle. He probably eats better than most of us. Yeah, just living out the land. So 50% of his calories come from milk and cheese. I don't think he eats a sheep, but he sells the wool. He makes his own clothes. You know, it's it's just fascinating. So what a solution for the homeless. So he's improving the land. He also sells the dung from the sheep. He captures it and he sells it. People want it for and stuff for fertilizer. Just reminds me of the meek will inherit the world, right? And then I remember seeing an article years ago, I could not find it, where somebody had a backyard farm and they had animals in their backyard. It was in Oakland. I remember that. And they had rabbits in the basement and they just had a thriving business in this little said space and then there's another article I just recently read called Co-op Farming. Pull your money together and get yourself some land and do some co-op farming. There's some great books too of leasing land, for dirt sheep and raising livestock as well. And so, there's independence. Third reason is independence. Even somebody that's homeless is pretty independent here and eats great, is healthy, you know, lives a lifestyle where he's like I make enough money that I don't need to be homeless, but I prefer this lifestyle. But what we need to do is when they take things away, we need to bring it back. So we need Gorilla gorilla Shepherds out there. We need backyard husbandry. We need co-op farming ideas. We need to be creative on how do we, how do we not allow our meat to be taken away? Maybe you can't necessarily get it at a restaurant because it'll be taxed, but can we have or consumer to consumer trading without a tax system in place and support those local farmers. Again, the third reason why they want to attack us is it sustains life and its independent independence. And the last reason why, you know, I think I mentioned this before, but it's just a, it's an ultimate war on God's creation. If you go back to the podcast, everything is an inversion of God's word, from tattoos to the family. It's just all inversion. Everything is upside down. What's good is evil and evil is called good period everything you name it i mean it's like and i know i've seen multiple articles they've been vaccinating and killing animals what do they call those those propaganda 1984 style fact checker sites i i saw a zookeeper say yeah we vaccinated these animals and they died the next day so they're messing with the genetic makeup there as well and as the days of noah they were corrupting God's creation. And that's what's happening here as well. This is fascinating. This is an article from K House, Chuck Missler. You know, he's since passed, but pretty amazing guy. Check out his videos online. As we observed society's steady march toward the prophetic scenario detailed in the Bible, we can't help but ponder the strange passages such as Revelation chapter nine, that's going to be homework, read that King James version only, and how somehow seem less bizarre than before. And so I think what he's talking about there, where I've been leaning towards with these strange animals coming up from the abyss, I think this is nanotech being injected into you, my friend, tying into the internet of things, this whole bio net thing. So you got you to realize there's a war on God's creation here, but it's just getting nefarious beyond belief. So ultimately I wanted to finish With some bad news to make sure that you are aware of what's going on. And the big piece, again, is we've got to find ways to raise livestock in our homes. Uh, I met a guy, and I don't know if he was just an occultist kind of messing with me, but he said he has uh, sheep and goats in his backyard, and he just lives in a suburb, and he just does it. He talked to his neighbors, and he makes it happen, and his kids love it. And I'm like, why? You know, to me, it kind of has this asoteric knowledge of goat and sheep you know, kind of good and evil, but whatever, you know, maybe the guy was telling me the truth. I mean, we were at a permaculture conference. So, you know, I'm taking him for his word. Get aggressive, right? You know, this could be life or death for you. And it could be great value for you because I have had dreams and a lot of my dreams have come true over the years. That's why I decided to start this ministry. But I've had dreams where it just seemed like mega cities were desolate and gasoline was king. And, you know, these big apartment buildings were half empty. You know, it's almost like just people weren't there. You know, life went on, it moved on, but it was really difficult times. So I think the end of Revelation 9 is very important. Repent, you know, get back to to Christ. But let's read where this is just a real real enslavement playbook, right? From going after the methane, cows produce methane, livestock produce methane. And then this is an article from midlandscbd.com. Bill Gates, who co-founded a startup of imitation meat company Impossible Foods now insists synthetic beef is a necessary strategy to address climate change, which we already talked about as as a playbook to enslave humans. Gates wants Americans and other Western nations to switch to diet of 100% synthetic beef. I mean, what? That's just a that's just evil. Coincidentally, Oregon Oregon now is proposing a ballot initiative for 2022 general election that would effectively ban most meat sales and consumption in the state. I'm not sure if that fell through, but it's alarming. You know, oftentimes we get boiled as frogs. We get hit, 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 hit. And then all of a sudden it happens. Like we just are, like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. So the initiative petition 13 would turn Oregon into a sanctuary state for animals by removing exemptions for good animal husbandry practices, criminalizing the raising and slaughtering of food animals and reclassifying traditional animal husbandry practices such as artificial insemination as sexual assault. I mean, this is a freak show, and we know Bill Gates flew down to Epstein Pedophile Island. I mean, what the heck? (laughs) It's a war. It's a a war on God's creation, period. Give yourself to Christ now. Time is short. So, skywithsjwellfire.com.